It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy. Good morning and welcome to another Sunday edition of Football Fan Rush Radio. I know we took a couple Sundays off. We wanted to get through the preseason, see how the NFC North teams were looking so we could give you our final report. So it's your host, Cass, on the line. I have my sidekick, Mike, on the line, and our other sidekick, Slash Sound Engineer, the other Mike, on the line. So good morning, guys. What's going on? Good yeah, morning. How's everybody doing? Sidekicks. Yeah, we just sidekicks now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> she could come up with a better name for us. We just sidekicks. What word? You sound like you're taking that personally. <laughs> yeah, yep, I know. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, okay, so I have my wingman mic on the line <laughs> and my sidekick, the other mic. How's that? That work out for you. Uh, anyway, I think, I think good morning, guys. So, all right, so that, that's what it is. I got the wingman and the sidekick. There we go. Getting closer and closer to one of them. Oh, we're going to be like Howard Stern in a minute. <laughs> All right, so we have some stuff to talk about. First, I want to lead off with the fact that everyone says preseason doesn't count. It counts, especially from a fan standpoint. I mean, it doesn't mean anything in the win and loss column of the regular season, but it's a great trial for all the acquisitions that were made from free agency to drafts to pickups to teams to see what works, what doesn't work, running new schemes, a chance for fans who would normally have to mortgage their house to go to a game during the regular season. They don't quite have to do that. And Are you sure? Because the, the, bear, the Bears, they try to figure out how to charge everybody for everything. They want That's to charge you me might for be late on the nachos but at home. You, you might be late on a rent payment, but you won't have to mortgage your house to see a preseason game. So it gives fans a lot of a closer personal. You've got the training camps, which are really awesome for fans to see their favorite players practice, get autographs, see what's going on, hear interviews for the coaches. So it's a, it's a pretty important time for both the fans and for the organizations. So it doesn't preseason doesn't make or break you going to the Super Bowl. But it's still some exciting stuff, so we got to cover quite a bit of it. So we've talked about Bourbonnet, we've talked about Mankato, we've talked about going to Wisconsin. So now we're going to talk about how all the teams finished, starting with the lovely team of Green and Gold out in Wisconsin that my wingman Mike loves so much, the Green Bay Packers, who were honestly and officially voted to have the best fans in the NFL. Okay, I, I, I'm going to question that one, but I'm not, and I'm not a passionate. I'm not. I've been. I can believe it. I. I'm going to question me. that one, but I can't. I can't say anything bad about them right now. Uh, the injuries that that they've sustained, though, have been very interesting. Um, Everybody, the big name that everybody knows about is B.J. Raji, and he's been out for the season. That hurt. But what what is very interesting is Treader's injury may hurt them even more. Uh, with Treader being out, it's looking like we we got this guy ready. We got this guy ready um, for six months, and all of a sudden now we need to get another center ready, and now they're have to gonna get the rookie Corey Lindsley uh, ready to be the center for Aaron Rodgers. So I'm thinking Shredder may hurt them, even though he may come back in the midseason. It's just the football proves to be mm-hmm. who's the healthiest. And although everybody knows you got to go through Green Bay and the NFC North, 
Yes. Green Bay yes. is gonna have we, their own issues. We know this. Well, you know, Green Bay actually is looking pretty pretty good. I can't. They look pretty good. They really do. So. I was pretty good. You, you really can't find anything that? bad to say about them. I, colors. You really can't find anything bad to say about them when they really, you know, when you look at them as a whole, um, on paper and on the field. Really, um, they tend to be exactly who they are. You know, giving little height advantages here, or little embellishments, like we, we all know happens, but. Right now, with them having this is the first time I think in, in since two thousand eight that they've ha- that they've kept three quarterbacks. That that is that's like a big thing, and I think it has a lot to do with Aaron Rodgers' injury. But we're still even seeing a spectacular Aaron Rodgers ten years in. This is like you know ten years for him, and he's still launching the ball like he's twenty two, twenty three. So. He's an amazing leader. And we even saw last year, the Packers don't sweat when they lose a big-name player. We saw what happened with Clay Matthews. We saw in the left tackle, who everyone loved. They were like, oh, my God, without him, what are the Packers going to do? And the Packers marched right on down the field, like, whatever, next guy. This is your position. Here's your jersey. Let's go. So the mentality and the mind state that they have when they hit the field and the chemistry is not only awesome, but I think what Mike McCarthy and Don Capers do, especially with them beefing up the defense, is they've got quite a few NFC battles this season. If you even look at just the depth chart and the NFC taking it out of their division and the NFC period, they've got quite a few battles to go up against. And I think Mike McCarthy made some really, really good changes on the defensive side of the ball. So they're honestly going to be ready. I mean, they're, they're so stacked on the defensive side of the ball that if a player goes down like a B.J. Rossi, they already have the next man who's mentally ready to come into the game. So it's not going to be well, like when you of, see some teams. Go ahead. A lot of people were, uh, have looked at Clay Matthews and how he's been injury-riddled uh, throughout his short career so far, and a lot of people have thought about the fact that you, it's a pick-your-poison season with Julius Peppers versus uh, Clay Matthews. What Julius Peppers could also be about is if Clay Matthews goes down again, you still have to contend with Julius Peppers. So that could be that could be him thinking in advance about that as well. Well, that's well, my life that they do think in advance. So I'm not disagreeing. I'm I'm actually agreeing. I'm sorry. I, I got I get in trouble for agreeing around here. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. So what's your what's your outlook? Since you are and this has to be hard for you. This has to be gut wrenching. So I'm going to definitely applaud you because you are the ultimate Bears fan. So well, this has to still be hard for you. Being the ultimate Bears fan, what it does do for you, unfortunately, you almost have to be a, a Packers fan. Being the ultimate Bears fan, at least in your research side, being the ultimate Bears fan makes me have to know what the Packers are doing. So I don't, I don't feel bad about that at all, um, just because I pay attention to the Packers because I'm a Bears fan, and that's just me being honest. And you, you, if you're in the NFC North, you pay attention to the Packers. Now, I think the only down decade the Packers have ever had was the 80s. Uh, am so I, am I right or wrong? <laughs> I mean, I can't no. think of another down decade no. the Packers have ever had. Uh, no, but right. it, it, when it comes to the Packers, though, they have been doing a lot of things. I've just been paying attention to a lot of their – their uh, their injuries, and honestly, a lot of teams have had, I won't say have had less injuries, but they've had less joint injuries than they did in 2013 in comparison to 2014. Uh, a lot of their roster moves that they made, like who they kept versus who they didn't keep, were injury-related, not necessarily we kept this guy because he was on an injury, or we kept this guy to prevent an injury, or we kept this guy because of an injury. Uh, Like, Neil and Thomas, they have injuries, and so they have to prepare to keep other undrafted free agents. Uh, 
it is literally preparing for the injuries from jump because the teams that are successful, uh, even being a Bears fan, uh, the teams that are successful are either A, the teams that were healthy all season, or the teams that were prepared for their injuries. Like notoriously, the Patriots, uh, Tom Brady got his start because of an injury during an MVP-like season uh, for the quarterback in front of him. And, I mean, that this happened teams, before. That even happened here in Chicago, which got the team back in the 80s to the Super Bowl. So, Right. So, literally, the teams that are prepared for injuries or the teams that stay healthy, I'm not going to say everybody's prepared for them, the team that stays healthy or the team that's prepared for injuries are the teams that uh, survive in it. Uh, even last year's last year's champ uh, in the Seahawks, they were prepared for injuries at key spots on their team. Percy Harvin didn't come back until the Super Bowl, and they were able to survive in advance because they were prepared. So things do happen, and I have to commend Green Bay at some point. So I'll commend them for that. So if you have to sum up the preseason, everything that they went through, training camps, including getting down to the players that were cut to make their 53-man roster, if you had to give a guesstimate and your prediction as to where how they'll start the season, where they could possibly finish, would you be able to do that today? Well, honestly, take the fan honest. out. Take the fan fluff out. And, and no, no, it's be because honest. of the fan. And, I'm, and I'm, uh, my fandom is allowing me to be honest. Originally, I was putting a battle up between the Bears and the Packers at one and two. Because of my fandom and watching the Bears, yeah, you can, yeah, you can play that, that all you want because it's correct. I, watching my watching my Bears, I hope the Bears come in fourth place. That's how good I think the Bears are going to do this year. Come in fourth God. place of what? Fourth place of the division. <laughs> I hope they're good enough to become fourth. Are you really ranking them, lad? Wow. No, I'm not ranking them. I last, did. I admit, and I can they're just, later in the show, I'll break down why. Uh, yeah, their season's probably going to be really successful. This, this, their defense is horrible. I would not yeah. put the Bears in last place, but unfortunately, because of the, what I saw of my team, I can't put the Packers. I can't put the Packers in anything but first place. I definitely wasn't putting the Lions or the or the Vikings above the Packers. Uh, so that leaves the Packers with first place. All right, so the Packers in first place. And definitely Packers fans, you need to stand up. Give yourself a round of applause. Pat yourself on the back. Cheer out loud. You have been voted the best fans in the NFL. My wingman said, yeah, no. I don't. I've had the Lambeau Field experience. Absolutely awesome. So, I don't agree with so that. that. So with that, that vote, being that said, and now the fandom is back. So with that being said, <laughs> we're going to swing it around to the sidekick, Mike, because we have taken a look at two other teams, well, definitely the Bears. We've had a close look into the Bears, but also Detroit. Detroit sort of last season they came out of the preseason with a big sonic boom, like, yo, we're here, we're going to take the NFC North title. They, they didn't, but that's how they came out. <laughs> this time, <laughs> this time, they didn't. <laughs> but they're coming this time, sort of with that silent assassin feel. They have a brand new coach, so everyone's looking to see if the maturity level is there. If they're going to come out and really take advantage every, every capitalize on every mistake that a team makes. And from what I saw in the preseason, even though a lot of the guys are were unfortunately released that I did like watching. Their tenacity was absolutely awesome. They were finishing plays. They were very poised, very organized. And we're talking like the second and third string coming out there. We didn't see that much of the first string. So they're coming into the NFC North sort of like the silent assassins. They, like the Packers, 
also swept in the preseason, winning all four preseason exhibition games. So I wonder what we think of Detroit. Is Detroit once again on the Packers' heels, or are we going to be duped into thinking that they have a shot with all the talent they have? So I'll let you guys yeah. have it that one. I think that um, with what they've done as far as the new coach and especially with coming together and being more cohesive as a team, um, no, like we said before on the previous show, no one doubts that they have the talent. It was never a question of whether they were talented enough. It was just whether question. It was a question of rather whether they can focus and become, you know, become a dynasty or even start to get to to a point to where they can bring Detroit some more, you know, better notoriety as for having a football team. Um, this year they've gone there. They kind of mirror um, Green Bay in a way, where they're going with a three quarterback roster. They have uh, Matthew Stafford. Don Rolofsky and Kellen Moore, and they haven't cut any of them, so that they get they mirror them that in that way. And then the only difference is they may be going with one more running back than uh, Green Bay. Uh, they keep in Reggie Bush, Bell, Riddick, Owens, and Collins, and they've cut Lashore, Win, and hey, when I got who these people with their names? I hated to see that. Cut, <laughs> I hated to see the Lashore. I, I did. That's the attack of the University of Illinois running backs. Uh, their running backs are always... Okay, so, uh, like, if you like University of Illinois. I, I went to well, University of Illinois. Well, I love I mean, University yeah. of Illinois. Their, their running backs always come out looking like they're going to be great, and they're either disappointing or injury-riddled. Their University of Illinois and Champaign, these are only opinions. <laughs> Of Mike I'm thinking you're defending everything that I say. Wait a hey, minute. Hey, we no, have I'm, to put a disclaimer said, on this. We, we, yeah, no, we don't. We have to say our opinion. Yeah. It's not our opinion, though. I don't feel like um, all you of our running backs are like trash. No, I didn't say that was trash. In so many words, that. you did. Like, <laughs> no, what I said um, is the fact of their, of their reputation. Which Robert Dowder was the last running back. That was, was, was Robert Dowder was the last running back that did anything great in the NFL after doing good at U of I. And this, he was on uh, the Rams back in 1999 when they beat uh, when they beat Tennessee Titans in the Super Bowl. So trust me, I am a University of Illinois fan and fan of their running backs. And I've always wanted Mikhail Lashore and all of their other University of Illinois running backs to do great. It's just unfortunately it hasn't happened. All right, and now back to Detroit. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, Detroit right. is literally. So I think. This, lit- all right. Detroit is this. Detroit is literally just. It's going to come down to proving us that their discipline is there. Like Mike said, and like we have discussed in the past, they have the talent. They could literally be first through fourth place in the division. They could be if they get their discipline together, they could definitely take first place from Green Bay. If they don't, they could fall anywhere between second and fourth. Their talent I think between would, them and Green Bay, it would be a, a very good division matchup. Especially that for the division title, I, I but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have to see more of the Lions, only because of what I saw last year. You're only as good as your last season, in, in some words. What I saw last year, I really need to see how this all plays out. They still look very good on paper. The talent, it's all there, but I really need to see how, when we get to mid-season and as they finish, I really need to see how they are going to finish before I could even, for me before I can even make that disclaimer. I would love to see those two teams match up, but I I don't know if the Lions right now have enough steam to take out the Packers. And that's in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. 
have I don't enjoy not being able to talk about the Bears. Well, that's next. No, I'm 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 agreeing. But with we're about you. to That's talk about the Bears, though. No, but That's my right. point is, I'm agreeing. I'm in agreement. I wish I wasn't in agreement. I agree with everything she said. I wish the Bears were in the first and second conversation, but their defense has taken them out of it. Well, and there are a lot of things. So as we wrap up the Lions, we can definitely say that the Lions have the potential to. And and this goes back to my sidekick. Do you feel like the Lions have the potential? They have the potential to possibly take the title, but is it seeming to you that they could definitely hold down the number two spot in the NFC North, or is it a wait-and-see thing for you? You know, for Detroit fans, I would I, I would push for them to at least be number two. That's very, you know, I mean, I, I would think that they could – from right now, from today, with the cuts that they've made and where they stand with their roster, I would definitely say that they have a shot at being at least two or three. I wouldn't say bottom four, you know, at the bottom, but I would give them two, at least two or three and a possible bid for the championship. You know, like I said, this, until the season officially starts, until we until we see what they can, what, where they are with the roster that they have now and how they're going to put that, how they're going to implement their plans and their schemes, it's mm-hmm. all a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot for all of them, really. You know, because anything can happen. That's the one thing about. That's the one thing I love about the game. Is on any given Sunday, anything can happen. Anything so, can happen. It really can. Anything can happen. So we're all yeah. still in suspense. Yay! So now we're going to swing it around to the Bears. So we're about to get a lot of opinions. I think like people are just going to start jumping on the phone. We're going to have the Bears fan bandwagoners, which don't even like the Bears. Like by game three, they amaze me. But Let's talk about the Bears because... Let me start off by saying that the Bears are going to win first through fourth place, and unfortunately <laughs> three of those uh, picks will be wrong. <laughs> They're going to win first through fourth place in the division. Yeah. Three of those okay. picks will be wrong. <laughs> and, and see, right. I just gave you my pick of the Bears. So apparently there are going to be several people that agree with you. <laughs> There's going to be several people that will disagree. Because somewhere and in there, I will one, be wrong. somewhere I will agree in there, that's, that's, that's actually correct. That's that's honestly that's that's honestly correct. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, it really is. This is the accurate. theme, the theme so in the NFC North this season apparently, the theme in the NFC North this year apparently was. And I'm shocked about it, even with the Bears. Everybody kept three quarterbacks. Everybody yes, kept three quarterbacks. Everybody kept three quarterbacks, yes. The only one that I was shocked about, but I think they felt like they were forced into it, was David Fales. I wanted the Bears to be able to actually have him and develop him, but I think the Bears realized if we if we wave him and try to put him on the practice squad, Somebody else will pick him up, so we gotta keep him. I like David Fields. I am so happy we kept him somehow. But I think that was a tack up. We realized he's not gonna make it through waivers to be put onto the practice squad uh, because everybody in the division kept three quarterbacks. I think Jimmy Clausen will get better, and I think literally they kept Clausen over Palmer. Basically, their numbers look about the same Palmer well, Clawson, and Clawson. Yeah. It's just that he I, was younger. When you, when you, when uh, yeah, I that's what I'm going to say. His, his, his play. His not, I don't even think just either we can go beyond the age. Just watching both of them, they're, they're very good quarterbacks in the backup as far as backups go. But Clawson just much better footwork to me, made better decisions, more confident decisions with the ball. Even from I won't when we say were live at training camp, when we were live at training camp, that's the one I've seen in the game. But but he's confident in where that ball is going and who's going to actually catch that ball. And it doesn't take him. No, though to. the O line does look pretty pretty good, it does not take him the entire time to step back into the pocket and make a cup of coffee and think about it before he launches it where it needs to go. He's ready. When they snap that ball, he's looking exactly where that ball needs to go, and he's pretty good at hitting off the target. 
Uh, now, when it comes to other things that the Bears did, I'll tell you the type of dream I had last night, and this will give you an indication of how afraid I am. I dreamt that it was a regular season game and that the Bears played the Seahawks and lost 75 to 55. Further proof. And it wasn't as well. It was like a 75 point football game. <laughs> football game. Further proving that the Bears could put points on the board, but they couldn't stop a thing. They couldn't hold water in a bucket uh, if it came down to it. So I am truly and utterly worried about the defense. And I'm a huge Bears fan. I'll, I hope and pray that I get surprised <coughs> that they, did, they held everything back <coughs> in preseason. I hope and pray. Can I, man, can I get well, a witness? Can I get an amen? I'm praying mm. over here that what we saw mm. in preseason has nothing to do with what will actually be on the field because when I say that the Bears are going to be first through fourth place, I'm leaning away from the first place because of their defense. Well, they've made a lot of changes. This this is the first time around that we are going to see a lot more offense. Um, I know for years the history of the Bears and the Black and Blue Division has been defense, defense, defense. We've seen them keep a lot more on the offensive side of the ball. We, we've constantly heard it stressed how they are really trying to be effective on both sides of the ball. I'm not quite sold as of yet on the defense. I know this is Mel Tucker, the defensive coordinator. Mel Tucker gets to run his own scheme and not the remnants of Lovey Smith. So I'm not quite sold on that. I know he didn't have much to work with last season because he was still running Lovey Smith's scheme, and he also had to deal with a lot of injuries. But so far, I don't know if I'm quite sold on what he's put in place. And I have no words for the special teams. Well, I I do actually have words for the special teams. And uh, oh, I, it's kind of like, uh, you know, so I, that's it. Can we put out a petition to get Dave told back? <laughs> Dave told me, please come back. I, cannot, I was so upset. And it wasn't even that the Bears fired him. Dave told walked away. I think the Bear. I think Dave Tobe was upset when the Bears didn't consider him for the head coaching position. But we need Dave Tobe back. Joe D. Camillus, all props to you, but you ain't getting it done. Dave Tobe, he got he got so much out of everybody. Even if there are fans out there that were upset that the Bears didn't keep Devin Hester, Joe D. Camillus's special teams can't block, has not blocked a feather. Joe D. Camillus' special team has not tackled anybody. I am sorry when the punter and the kicker, who are supposed to be the last line of defense, well, the last line of defense should not get too many opportunities. And in the preseason, they've gotten way too many chances to get some plays on tackling. And I'm sorry I want to be the founder of the Bring Dave Toad uh, Back to the Bears fan club. Uh, although I may say I want to be the founder of that fan club, I'm sure I am not the only one, and I might be late at starting this fan club because others may have started it. Uh, I know that was another one of my, um, my I, friends. I, 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 don't, I don't think anybody else has the uh, started that there, so you're an original with that one. No, I don't think have I'm that the one only one yourself. with that one. Uh, uh, you might, you, you might not be the only person with the thought, but... Um. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, you'll be man. on the I'm fan the club, man, one that, that, by that yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only one that named it. I'll get Yeah, that's... Um, yeah. 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 You throwing me under the bus. Yeah, you might get run over with the bus off that one. I know. Mike already got tire treads on my chest with that one. Yeah, that wasn't. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to join this fan club, please follow us on Twitter at Football Fan Rush. Or 
if you officially would like more membership information, I, I, I'm not in charge of this, but at FFRN Radio on Twitter, get in touch with Mike. Join the movement. <laughs> there you go. For all you guys the that want to be a part be of it, join the movement. It will be strong because apparently the special teams for the Bears is not. So maybe that's what Miller's I, I literally think he's a good coach in theory, but they're not listening to him. They're not they're not taking what he's saying and putting it on the field. You know that. Uh, that we witnessed it in three games after four games. Is that true or does it just is it just what he's got to work with just isn't who they thought they are, they were. And I, maybe you're correct on that, but I, that's what I liked about Dave Tobe. He would lose people on special teams consistently and and coach the next man up. But that's, that's what I like about quality, so that's what I'm saying is, you know, do we have quality there? Are we talking with, with I don't that? know. Considering the personnel, is it the personnel or is it the coach? Is it the chicken or the egg? I don't know. Well, I eat them both. <laughs> <laughs> we know who's not a vegetarian on our staff. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. So, but you have to, okay, so I guess you've given your prediction that the Bears are going to end up in one of these slots by the end of the season in the NFC North Division. And there you have it. So that's that's is that it? Is that, is that they're going to end up in first through fourth place? First through fourth. That's, that's, that's my prediction. I think that should be all the team predictions. There you go. All of the teams in the <laughs> NFC North are going to end up first through fourth, and you have our word on that. If you don't believe us, wait to the end of the season and tell us we were wrong. Exactly. And then we will prove you wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Oh, my God. All right, so give us a break here. Well, it's some interesting news. Um, 49ers Ray McDonald was arrested this morning on allegations of domestic violence. Domestic violence, yeah. After yes. the hammer oh, wow. came down. After the hammer came yes. down from Roger Goodell. Yeah, he's, he's going to find out how serious Roger Goodell was with that. This should be yeah. a very so interesting he's, he's, um, turnabout. So he is definitely going to be our first victim as to, or our first example as to what happens as an NFL player with alleged or proven um, domestic violence. Domestic violence, yes. Yeah. And so we one would, of the things, one of the things about that new rule, there, there, everybody's talking about its relation to domestic violence, uh, but literally, it's not limited to domestic violence. They're talking about just it's it's comparison to just things off the field in general, and Alden Smith has has things to be worried about, and plenty of other players have things to be worried about, but they they're direct. It's not directly and only correlated to domestic violence. But like you said, we're about to get our first example. Yes. Well, in this, initially he's supposed to get six weeks. So if six he decides to six weeks, yeah, six weeks suspension. And then if there's another one, a second. Then he can, um, depending then on he, the severity, he can. He could be banished from the league at that point. So somebody got a test, well, I guess. Se- uh, well, the second offense is up to a full season, and depending on the offense, they can be banished from the league. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. That's what I – just because I know there's been a big misunderstanding. It's like first suspension, six games, second suspension, you're out the league. We do not promote any form of domestic violence. And there are a lot of things that unfortunately happen off-season, they're representatives of the league, just as though when we've had our 9-to-5s, they're representatives of our company, and there are rules in place and 
when you're representing a company, things, especially legal matters, can affect the organization, and that can lead to termination. So this is still their job. So that's the one thing a lot of people don't realize. They're still going to work. Every player that I talk to doesn't get up like, I'm playing a game today. They literally tell me, like, I'm going to work. Still work. It's still a work environment. There's still rules in place for them. Some things that happen in the off season in these situations are unfortunate. Some things, you know, we've had about enough of, depending on the player. So I'm not against the rules. Some things need to be tightened up, and a lot of people are always going after Roger Goodell and his fines and his stiffness and does he have a heart. And I've, I've heard so many things on Twitter, but you, you, he's just some things he's just got to tighten up the belt, the belt loop on and just nip it in the butt. Like, I, don't, has to. I don't think many people have an issue with some of his uh, with some of his rulings. I think they have an issue with the randomness and non-consistency of it. Um, I literally think that a lot of people feel that, right, uh, You, thank you, Mike. Uh, You're welcome. A lot of people would be okay <laughs> with a committee and Roger Goodell being a part of that committee to decide upon fines. I think Roger Goodell would be an excellent member of the of the committee of deciding what needs to come down. I just don't think a lot of people like the fact that he's the 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 judge, the jury, and executioner of all of these. He's like the father of the of the NFL. Well, I mean, what the thing is, go ahead. That's the way it's set up. That is the way it's set up. You can not like it all you want to, but that's the way it's set up. He has the final say. And that's where. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if having a committee is is. I mean, it is what it is. You're going to be fine. You're in trouble. I mean, he, look, he actually has to bu- talk to a committee. Like, he just doesn't wake up one morning and be like, I'm just going to give them six games. No, that has to be, like, worked on, and it has to be brought to the forefront, the severity of it, how will it affect teams, how does it affect fans, how does it affect outcomes, and then we still need to get our point across. So and he doesn't right. wake up and just, like, hit the podium, like, you guys have 96 days off. Like, he doesn't do that. No, he does not, and I, I don't even disagree with uh, most of his rulings. But I do believe there is a groundswell, and a lot of people thought they were going to take his abilities away in that previous uh, CBA negotiation. I'm doing the show, Joe. A lot of people and, and thought. The... Excuse me? What are you going outside for? What are you going outside for? Hello? Yes, a lot of people thought it, they were going Hold to take on, things away from Roger I'll be done in 20 minutes. And the previous C- CBA is just unfortunately, like you said, that is the rule. Is there, there are some people outside of the NFL and inside of the NFL that would, would like it to be a committee. But Mike said it best. That's the rule. But we are, can, can always debate on what we think it should be, not what it is. Very true. I'm just happy to see that they're actually, you know, they've they're finally getting to the point to where the punishment, where not so much the punishment, if you want to call it that, but the penalty. That's a better way of putting it. The penalty, it, you know, is a lot more severe and cause you to think because you know you should have a consequence. You, you should be able to lose your job. You know, you should be, you should have to pay for it because of the simple fact that other position that you're in, regardless of whether you want to be or not, when you're an athlete, um, especially on a professional level, a lot of people are looking at you in your lifestyle. A lot of people want to be like you and want to live your lifestyle. So if you can't come to come to work and, and conduct yourself like you have some sense and like you like a mature person, then we're going to treat you like you're immature, and these are the consequences for immature people. Exactly. So I don't – there's a lot of, of, of leniency already. And so at this point, you just have to – the hammer has to come down. You know what and I'm saying? you have to honestly be responsible for what you do. So that's that. So before we get on any more topics, because we have, a quite, we have quite a few to cover in this show, y'all left out my Vikings. And I swear they're somewhere between like one through four in the NFC North Division. 
And y'all can't be stealing my cho- my choice of words. Y'all stealing my ideas. Well, I know that they're not going to be for. You can have a spot. If you want it. No, I don't want it. Trust me. The Vikings also had a pretty good training camp, very good training camp. We had a chance to go to Mankato. Loved how Coach Zimmer ran the training camp. I mean, these guys worked. I absolutely loved every minute of what we saw both during family night as well as what we got to see behind the scenes running actual practice. It was it was a joy to see. There were I actually I'm. I actually like Joe Banger. I'm surprised that he was one of the men that were released yesterday and didn't make the final 53-man roster. So right now there are NFL rumors looming, especially from NFLTradeRumors.com, that if Joe Banger and Kane Coulter, which is another favorite of mine, are still around after the waivers, they have the ability to make the practice squad. They were difference makers. I did like them. I think they were solid. They went through the preseason, won all four games. And, again, I know for a lot of people it doesn't say much. But it was it was a big thing for the Vikings considering the type of season they came off. As we mentioned earlier, they are another team in the NFC North Division that has decided to keep all three quarterbacks. Yes, I know how people feel about the lovely Christian Ponder. You just want to pinch his cheeks. You do out of because you really can't do anything else to him. So, all morning long, all night long, fans have honestly, you know, this is what they've given him. And pretty much they also want to know if he's going to be traded, is he going to be released. Considering that this division has kept three quarterbacks, a lot of defenses are beefed up so that we're prone to injury. I know he's not the greatest. He knows the scheme. Unless they're going to trade him and bring in a backup quarterback that's superior, I can't argue with with leaving him in place. I'm not a fan of it, but I I can't rule it out. So, yes, I'm going to be ducking a few tomatoes on Twitter today, but I'll take that because just when you look at what your counterparts are doing, especially on the defensive side of the ball and how many people are coming for the quarterback, Injuries are going to room. It's going to be a hard-hitting season. You at least got to have one or two backups in there that know the scheme. And considering Matt Castle is not the backup, he will be the starting quarterback. And then his release should be Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is still learning the system. While there are a few quarterbacks that jump in there and give you the Andrew Luck and possibly Blake Bortles look, Teddy's still learning the system. He started off the preseason a little sluggish. He finishes the preseason much stronger as he gets his rhythm. And my man drops the glove. Like, my man sleeps with the glove, walks around. I think him and the glove have conversations. But he actually <laughs> let the glove go and finished up strong in the Vikings' final preseason game. So I got some feelings about my Vikings. I kind of feel like they're going to be a sleeper team. They, they really are because – Teddy hasn't even played a game with Adrian. Adrian sat the entire preseason, so he he's figured out how to connect to so many players. So I um I, don't know, I think this is a sleeper team, and I can kind of push them up to the number two spot and give them a battle with Detroit because no one's honestly expecting them outside of diehard fans. No one's Speaking expecting of much of them. Uh-huh. Speaking of fandom, go on. In fandom reports, I'm talking about number two. But but in no, honestly, reports. I do. If, if you even if you take the the my fandom out of it, I really do believe that they can be the sleeper team of the NFC North. I definitely don't. Oh no, I I do think they're going to be a sleeper team. I think that every game in the NFC North. Is going to be a battle. I just can't see putting them in in second place. That's all I'm I saying. Can see them I, definitely second place. I definitely I can, do. I can see, see the battle for problem. second place. And and considering right now we this has been Adrian Peterson week, and the man hasn't even played in the preseason. And there are a couple things that came up. The first thing that I definitely want to touch on is. Recent reports the other day that he is he said he would trade in everything for, including his MVP, for a Super Bowl ring. His entire mindset. I mean, they even 
put out how this man trains, of which, of course, I've talked to him, I've other players. His drive is, like, almost unmatched. It's, it's unreal. And so this is what he's bringing to the team. So they now have a different mental mindset and driving themselves to the Super Bowl. It reminds me very much of 2005 when the Bear, when it clicked with the Bears, and they were like, yo, we went to the Super Bowl, and nobody believed it. Dennis Green didn't believe it either. And guess what happened? They didn't, they didn't win. Yeah, Denny Green didn't believe it, but I got my own Denny Green. But he didn't believe Thanks it. Thanks for telling me. They didn't win. Who was released by the Bears? I know. Yeah, I'm thinking. But um, they didn't. If you looked at them on paper, you were like, there's no way these guys are going to the Super Bowl. And guess what? 2006, we were sitting in Miami. So, I don't know if I can go that far with the Vikings. As a fan, I want to on paper. I don't know, but I see that they are going to have that type of mental drive. And their 53-man roster is tight. Again, another team that's going with a three-quarterback situation. They kept Ponder. So I think we should just let it go. The Ponder trade room is like, unless they're going to go get, like, Jim McMahon from 1985. Was this stop? He's there. He's there. Hopefully we don't have to see much of him outside of a few camera pans on the sidelines. But if so, he does know the Viking system. Don't know how well he does with it, but he does actually know it. So that's where I am. They, they're the sleeper teams to me on both offense and defense. And then we've got an issue. another issue with Adrian Peterson that came up this week was, so we have ESPN, I, I've got to love him, but Don Venata Jr., actually broke the story this week live on ESPN where he was actually doing an up-close-and-personal with Jerry Jones. Who doesn't love Jerry Jones? Oh, my God, he's like the most loved owner, as people throw tomatoes at me, in the NFL. Um, so he was doing an up-close-and-personal, and according to the interview, Jerry Jones was handed a cell phone, an iPhone, told that it was Adrian Peterson. They had a conversation in front of Don, and it basically – Jerry Jones was able to confirm that Adrian stated that he would like to come and play for the Cowboys. There's nothing written. <laughs> There's nothing written about that. You know, one time Adrian did say if he had, <laughs> no, it was if he had to finish his career, he would. You know, if, if it had, if he couldn't finish as a Viking, he'd want to go home and and do it in Texas. I mean, you know, he grew up watching the scenes, so. No, he's got a little Brady Clemson. Everybody wants to go home at some point. No, everybody does not want to go home. Yeah, I can't agree with you on that one. Everybody does not want to go home at some point. (laughs) All of the Raiders fans and all of the Jacksonville Jaguars fans. No, this this is how some people feel about going home. Yeah, everybody does not want to play for their home team. So now the bigger issue now becomes, do you guys consider what Jerry did as wrong? Because the rule is and a player contacts another team that that team has to, or the, or the person contacted or the organization that was contacted has to let, if this player has not been released or there are any ties to his previous or current team, they have to let the team know. And they never let the Vikings know, according to reports. I don't so is, my, is my Jerry statement has with, for tampering now? Uh, my statement should be, based on the rule, Jerry is wrong. Do I think the rule is stupid? Yes. <laughs> but based on the rule, Jerry is wrong. It was clear. They spoke on the phone. Jerry did. All Jerry had to do was say, it was a silly conversation here. You need to know about it. But it was no big of a deal. True. Honestly, honestly, some rules remove common sense out of them, and I think common sense was used on Jerry Jerry Jones' part. But tampering? No. Do I think he still broke the rule? Yes, because the rule states that the moment someone talks to you, contacts you, you got to let that team know. You got to let that team know. So if we're going based on what I think. I think some common sense needs to be used from time to time. And maybe what should happen is 
there be, and I guess today is my day for committees, there may be, oh, instead gosh. of him having to kind of having them talk to talk to them, maybe he could have picked up the phone and called the league and say, do I need to call Minnesota to discuss this? And the league say, no, nah, you don't need to discuss that. But, yeah, he broke the letter of the rule. Did he break the spirit of the rule is more or less what people are should be asking. I don't care about the spirit. What's in writing? <laughs> I don't care about the spirit of, of the rule. It's clearly. I mean, cause and, the and it's obvious, like, according to, so, and, and uh, her, both parties involved, even if that was a conversation, nothing ever came out of it. It never progressed beyond that. So they, he probably didn't even think that it was a big deal. But unfortunately, as you just said, what's written on paper, this is an organization, these are things put in place for that reason, that there is no backdoor snagging of players and, and side contracts and under-the-table deals. So I agree with you. Even if the conversation wasn't much, still should have called Spillman and Drew. Hey, but, look, you your, know, your player just had this call with me. <laughs> you might want to know I about know it. And, and, and as I was able to a little over a month ago put another link up, but Adrian has made it clear whatever has happened in the off season has transpired to him actually stating he is going to finish his career as a Viking, hopefully, and he loves being a member of the team, and that is where he wants to stay. But and I've always loved that, that statement. The loophole in that statement, though, is I want to finish my career as a Viking. All that means is you could end up somewhere else and sign a one-day career, one-day contract with your team, and technically you did finish your career as a Viking. So he could go to another team, and as long as he signs that one-day contract, he finished his career as a Viking. So you're kind of like me. That's kind of like how I took it. That's <laughs> finishing your it, career is just like Charles Woodson is finishing his career as yeah. is finishing his career as a as a Raider, but <laughs> people remember what happened. Yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, so again, back to my prediction. I definitely think the Vikings are the sleeper team. I would not. If their tenacity and their chemistry is as strong as I believe it's going to be and they fix a lot of their early regulation season mistakes early, then I don't even know why they're early toys. But I I really think they're going to be major competition, not only in the NFC North in their own division, but just across the board period. They've got a, a nice schedule to do battle and improve themselves, and I think they're honestly mentally ready. They've got a coach and an offensive coordinator that absolutely – adore, and they've put the right pieces in place. So I honestly think that they will be ready to go in and do battle. So I, if I saw them sitting at number two, I wouldn't be shocked. Now, if I see them sitting at number one, just a couple happy dances, I'm going to do, yes. <laughs> I will single-handedly take down all of the Green Bay Packers fans with my fandom alone. I will say this. I will be shocked, but I wouldn't be shocked if other teams fell and the Vikings ended up in higher places. Let me explain something to you. Don't we think. don't care how we get it. Fall if you must. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> it's going down. Whether we do battle or you fall from <laughs> We will just keep marching to the promised land. So there you go. But I think it's going Already to be um, just – so let's let's flip it back to our sidekick. So we're going to give sidekick. Mike, you still there? We're going to let him. Yeah, I'm still here. All right. So if you have to put it all in order, where do you – well, we – go ahead put how you think the NFC North will end up in position. And this, uh, these are just predictions. There's no next season game. Right. So based on our film, go, our research, and our travels. I would probably go Green Bay 1. It will be a toss-up between Detroit and Minnesota for second. 
And let's see. Ooh. Either one, like either, one, either one of them could fall in the third, too. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm putting Mike either on punishment. Of... You haven't said the Bears yet. You're on punishment. Oh, the Bears um fourth, dude. Well, I mean, I look, I look for the Bears to be high scoring. I just don't see them stopping anybody. I don't either, but you're on punishment you know, so... because you didn't <laughs> – the only way you could have gotten out of that one is if you said Bears first through fourth. I can't even say a first through fourth. I can only give them four, really. See, I mean, accidents, I mean, accidents do happen. You know, they they could accidentally <laughs> end up at first. I just don't see it happening. Back so, to what Cass said. We don't care so, how we end up there. That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> it, so anywhere, anywhere, it, the way I see it, it's going to be Packers on top, Bears on the bottom, and two and three are toss-up. Wow. So that could be, mm. uh, yeah. Just wow. Like yeah, I said, Bears first and fourth. I, I can't even say first two four. You're giving them too much credit at this point. You have a weak special team, and then you also have a weak defense. Yep. And that's just oh, that's and that's the only thing. Can somebody – I know it's preseason, and I've heard it. It was blamed on the place kicker. And after this, we want to move into a very special thing from Chicago. But can – so how many field goals did Robbie Gold miss and how much money is guaranteed? I was – See, I – Is it guaranteed the, on him and hitting the, those And the placeholder was horrible. Okay. People, people, people okay. literally – Why are you blaming the kickers? Hey, I, I you can't blame, blame the placeholder. Yeah. You cannot blame the placeholder. Yes, He's not is. the one kicking the ball. Uh, uh, everybody that saw uh, Ace Ventura, Pat Detective, knows that laces out are important. So the placeholder matters. Did yep, you really use Ace Ventura? Oh, my gosh. So, yes, yes that's incredible. So we're going to move yes, right I along. Did. I used Since our show. Sickle and Iron Horn. Sickle and Iron Horn. Yes, I did. Oh, my God. What in the old Lord? So we're going to move right along to another very special team that is from the hometown of the Football Fan Rush Network, and that is the Jackie Robinson West Little League team. We have to congratulate them not only for the amazing job that they did and how far they've come, but also our marketing director, show wingman Mike, has taken the team. His nephew is Trey Hondras, which is one of the stars of the team. So we're going to let Mike take us out in, in the journey that we follow them on, the support that we've given them, the city of Chicago has given, and just we really want to congratulate JRW. They, they went a long way from the south side of Chicago. So, Mike, I'm going to hand it off to you. First off, they are enjoying every bit of the fruits of their labor. They were they were at the White Sox game yesterday. They were uh, they were they enjoyed free school supplies. Uh, they were interviewed on the air. Uh, they're going to Disney World this weekend. The U.S. has accepted them as a great team, and they're enjoying every bit of it. Uh, Trey Hondras, he said one thing that I think is fitting of his personality but is also fitting of the team. Yesterday, in yesterday's interview, saying that the, the accolades and the praise has not bothered them because they know they're a good team and they enjoy it. Some people may say that sounds a little arrogant. To me, that sounds confident, and they know how good they are. Other things that they love, I have to give props to Ed Howard. One of the coolest things in the world is he has a nickname now that was given to him by Barry Larkin, a Hall of Famer. He is now known as Silk or Silk Nine. How cool is that that your nickname came from a Hall of Famer? Other things that are going on, they're just enjoying everything that comes from all of the greatness that they have done. They have stayed very sports 
uh, they've been some great sportsmen. Accidents do happen. They go apologize. They shake hands. They have fun with the teams that beat them. They have fun teams with, with the teams that they've lost with. And uh, there's my opera slash Grammy music telling me I'm going too long. So goodbye and great things with Football Fan Rush Radio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.